Having Sage approved audio for our car rides is a literal lifesaver for my nervous system. And I love making lists of podcasts to share with him when he's ready. I was so excited to hear about a new show called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, math, geared toward the six plus crowd. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time traveling adventures. Recently, we had some family visiting, and on our way to dinner, we popped on an episode of Mysteries About True Histories, math, with my niece and nephew in the car. In this episode, Max and Molly travel back in time to solve a mystery from the order of the problem solvers, along with lots of kid humor mixed in. It was a fun way to enjoy our car ride together and opened the door for some interesting conversation about history and understanding some of the mysteries of the past. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for car rides and meal times, and stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey there, I'm Alyssa Blass Campbell. I'm a mom with a master's degree in early childhood education and co-creator of the Collaborative Emotion Processing Method. I'm here to walk alongside you through the messy, vulnerable parts of being humans raising other humans with deep thoughts and actionable tips. Let's dive in together. All right, here we go. I... I'm here today with two special guests. I get to bring Zach, my husband, on today, and our little Mila Bean is snoozing in a carrier on me, at least for now, which is bonkers because Sage, our first, would have never snoozed in this room with a light on and me talking. (laughs) And and still wouldn't. Still wouldn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never would, still wouldn't. Oh, man, they're each their own person. Uh, Well, today we get to chat about Mila's birth story. Today is Zach's last day of parental leave. Really brought this one down to the wire to record. Yes. Like Uh, anything, any good work. (laughs) Right, down to the wire. I first want to give a glimpse into her pregnancy, I guess. We, uh... Uh, with Sage, it was such a long journey to his conception and sustained pregnancy that it was kind of bonkers with her. We had found out with him that when I took progesterone to get pregnant and then took it through the first trimester, I could stay pregnant, get pregnant, stay pregnant. And there were some pregnancy losses to learn that, but then learned that and had Seiji. And so going in with her, I took progesterone the very first time and it worked. It worked. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be a different journey to Mila than it was to Seiji. Yeah. Well, your feeling was right. I was shocked like, just, yeah, I, there was a part of me, I think, that didn't want to kind of hope for that, I guess, in fear of sure. not getting that. Yeah. And 
That's why I'm just mentioning it now. Yeah, <laughs> strong choice. Um, but so, yeah, we are first round of trying. We got pregnant with Mila, which was faster than anticipated. And I got to reach out to Harper and say, hi, I know I'm publishing a book in the fall and um, I'm going to be 32 weeks pregnant when that happens, which was hilarious little message to send. Uh, But yeah, we were jazzed. Her pregnancy, my first trimester was so much easier. And second, like actually physically way easier. But I felt, I kept saying bloated, like all pregnancy physically on that side of things. I just felt like bigger and bloated in every, I I feel like I got a positive test and had like a bump immediately, (laughs) like, and did end up just like carrying her so differently than I did him, which then checks out because we go into the end of pregnancy with both kids I have hated. My like hips hurt. I can't lay down. I'm so physically uncomfortable with her. I had really bad acid reflux at the end. She was really high the whole time. You did seem to hate the end of both pregnancies similarly. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't love that. And Seiji was 41 and 5, and I had done a castor oil smoothie the day, went into labor with him. It put me into labor. And so with her... I, they had said I was really effaced at like 38 weeks. Um, We were planning a home birth again, like we did with Sage. And um, yeah, at 38 weeks, I was really effaced. And then I got COVID. Um, And we were like, okay, just stay put. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, but I was like zero centimeters dilated, all that jazz. And very similar to which, like which didn't it didn't necessarily give us any. It didn't make me think that it was going to take any longer because correct it, we knew right. Well, Sagey's birth was so fast, and so and that's what the midwife said this time too. Like once this baby drops down onto your cervix, it's go time. That I was like so effaced and ready to rock there. So I had just like had it in my mind. Like I was like, you know what. I have a feeling I'm going to end up taking castor oil again, that otherwise I think sage would still be in my body. Uh, <laughs> and that's what gets my labors going. And our midwives basically said, like, any time after 40 weeks was fine if I wanted to take it. Um, and just obviously to give them a heads up. And <laughs> you have thoughts on that, Mila? And... Um, I was planning on taking it on a Monday, which would have been 40 and six. And I was planning to do it on a Monday because Sage would be in school. Mm -hmm. So we would drop him off. And then if it worked great, Nana would pick him up and he would have a sleepover at Nana's. And if it didn't work great, we would pick him up from school. And then as we got closer on that Friday beforehand, my parents who live six hours away and were planning to come for the birth and stay for a week, uh, my dad was like, hey, what do you think the odds are that this is going to work on Monday? And I was like, oh, that's not how babies work. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would love to say 100%, um, but I don't know why. And he was like, well, it looks like we're getting snow and there's going to be a bit of a storm on Monday. So if you think it's going to work, 
would it be cool if we maybe came out this weekend so that we were there? And then as I was looking at the weather, I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah, I don't want people traveling in the snow. Maybe I'll take it on Sunday. And once that entered my brain, I was like, I'm, I'm taking having it. a baby on Sunday. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, and so my parents came in on Saturday and stayed the night. And then Rach and Erica from our seed team, Rach had been at Sagey's birth. They were coming from Maine. And so Sunday morning they texted and were like, I think we're just going to come out. Even if it doesn't work, whatever, we'll stay and just get snowed in with you. But um, they knew how fast Sagey's had been. And it was going to be like a four and a half, five hour trip for them from Maine. And so, yeah, we wake up Sunday morning. I'm like ready to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We had a whole plan in place. Um, And I started the castor oil smoothie at 930. I ate a really big breakfast that, that morning, which I then deeply regretted because the castor oil smoothie is really filling. And I was like choking it down, Mm. not because it was super gross, but because I was so full. Did your dad make breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it like said on the instructions to eat a full meal beforehand. Oh, it did? Yeah. Uh And I like really took that to heart. Yeah. And I regretted that because I was like literally like gagging, choking it down. But at like 10, you brought Seiji over to your mom's house. Yep. And the sisters, Erica and Rach, were already on the road. Yep. My parents had gotten here Saturday night, so they were here. Sagey went over, and we just sent, like, all of his sleep stuff in case he didn't come back. hmm Sagey, we live, like, a mile from Zach's mom. And so Sagey has stayed there before. He has Nana Fridays for childcare. They're really close, and it felt like such a perfect fit. Totally. Uh, and so we're like, all right, we'll do nap there and then keep you posted. And when you got back, like 1030-ish. Mm-hmm. We did a walk. Yeah. 1030, 11, we went on a walk with my mom uh-huh. where I had. Braxton hips. The entire time. The entire time, yeah. Just an incredibly hard uterus the entire time. Um, that hill at the mm-hmm. end, towards the end, mm-hmm. was uh, not lovely. And we got back and I was like, feeling. I think disheartened where I was like, ugh, I didn't go into labor. And with Seiji, I just did. With Seiji, I took it, we went on a walk, and then two hours later, my water broke, and it was, like, off to the races. Mm -hmm. And so when, like, 11.30 hit, and it was, like, the two-hour mark, and I didn't go into labor yet, I was like, ugh, it's not going to work. Hi, beans. And... Then I like also then was like, okay, but I didn't finish the smoothie till like 1030 because I had to choke it down. So I'm like, all right, if by 1230 I haven't gone into labor, then the thing was I could like do another smoothie. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, I'll go lay down, take a nap. I like couldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Also, once I laid down, she was just moving around. So that's her favorite thing to do. Um, and we laid down though and rested. And then at 1230, I was like, okay. I go choke down another one of you these smoothies. Look, I thought you were gonna puke. It. I was full. Yeah, you like, you had sort of a white sheet look <laughs> for a bit there. Great. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm full. Because the smoothie did work in one <laughs> Correct. Capacity. So then yeah. when I got up from that nap, yeah. then I had some diarrhea. Yeah. Which is what castor oil does. Yeah. But didn't happen with sage. No. And But I hadn't eaten a big breakfast either with mm. sage. Uh, but so that started to happen. And then at one or just before one, I took my first sip of the next smoothie, mm-hmm. had diarrhea, came back to take another sip and was like, I think that's a contraction. And with sage, I had zero early labor. Yeah. Literally zero. There was no like, oh, I'm like talking in between contractions and hanging out or whatever. With sage, yeah. Yeah. My expectation was that was sage. And then we didn't have that. It was just like off to the races. And so with this, I was like, is it a contraction? Let's see. And it definitely like for the first time, because I'd had so many Braxton Hicks with her starting like 20 weeks, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there was an arc where it was like, okay, it increases, it peaks, it comes back down. And so I started timing them on the app. <laughs> and immediately, go to the hospital. Correct. Go to the hospital. <laughs> it was like, yeah, after like the first few, because the longest I had in between contractions ever with her was five, five minutes. Yeah. And that didn't last very long. They moved to three pretty quickly. Yep. Like three minutes in between. But they were about a minute long, and I could just, I would just sit on the yoga ball. And I would rock back and forth, and I didn't want anyone to talk to me or touch me or talk around me and for that minute. And then they would pass, and I could chat and hang out. And so I was like, oh, this is chill. You can chat and hang out in between contractions. How fun. And Rach and Erica got there 2.30-ish. Yeah, but I think your mom and I, we got that tub going. Yeah, my parents set it up. Your parents did, I they set it up. They set it up. I did the hose. You did the hose. Yeah. My yeah. parents got it set up. I think when you were getting bringing Sage over, they set it up at like oh, yeah. That's right. 10 yeah. Yeah. so that it was all set and ready to go. And then all you would have to do is fill it. So you guys went up and filled it, you and my mom. Yeah. That's right. Because I was downstairs with just my dad for a little bit. And he did not recognize when I was having a contraction where I would just like, I wouldn't announce it. I would just like go quiet. I would close my eyes. I would breathe through it. And I was on the yoga ball. And he kept talking to me. And at one point, I turned to him and I said, when my eyes are closed and I'm breathing, I want you to please stop talking. (laughs) And it was like in that tone. And he was like, okay, okay. (laughs) And then he he was like, Margaret, I just got yelled at. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so that. And then Rachel, I think think they got there around 2.30. Midwives got there at like 3. And I got in the tub at three yep and so, i was like oh so, this feels so nice so wait, first contraction was one one so a couple hours a couple hours i got in the tub and yeah i was like oh this is nice this is super true. i was waiting for the midwives to get there to get in the tub because i didn't know the rules uh that's we, not like you. I know. That's mm-hmm. really not like me. And the rest of this entire birth story, I did not follow any rules <laughs> um, or care about them. Uh, and, yeah, at, like, three, Ivy Rose is like, you can get in the tub if you want. And I was like, oh, sick. And I got in and was like, oh, this is dope. I love this. And that felt like a huge victory just to get to the point of getting in the tub. I really wanted it for Sage. And yeah. we ran. there was no time. Everything yeah. was too fast. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was huge. I feel like we really learned from that experience. <laughs> Correct. 
executed well. Have the tub set up as mm-hmm. you're taking castor oil. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so then while I was in the tub, the midwives were like getting everything just kind of set up, unpacking their kit. The birth photographer came over. Um, her name was Anna. My mom, so it was my mom, you, Rach, Erica, the birth photographer, Anna, mm-hmm. and then Ivy, Rose, and Emmy. Mm-hmm. We used for any local Burlington folks or Vermont folks, they're in the Montpelier area and have an office in Burlington threshold midwifery and absolutely loved our experience with them. Um, but I remember Emmy and Ivy Rose were in the hallway and I'm in the tub and all of a sudden I feel the pop and I was like, Oh, somebody let the midwives know my water just broke. And I'm like in the tub. Yep. And so they pop in after that, that was at 3.30. Uh, there was no fun between contractions. Everything got pretty intense right away. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean It's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com code village for 20% off your order. Yep. Yeah. That was like, Oh, I remember this. Yeah. That is what Sage's labor had been the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked being in the water, but I also found it hard to like 
grip. bare down and grip. Yeah, everything kind of felt slippery. And there's like handles and stuff. But with Sage, I'd been standing and squatting. And the joke was that with Sage, we were in a rental unit that was furnished. And they had said like, the only thing, yeah, when yeah. we moved in, they were like, the only thing we care about in this space is this dresser. Like came over on the Mayflower or something. <laughs> it was like an heirloom like dresser. dresser. We were like, great, great, great. And then during his labor, all I wanted was to be standing at that dresser and pulling, <laughs> like bearing down and squatting. Just pulling that dresser apart while I, yeah. <laughs> And it was so funny because the birth pool was set up and the only thing I wanted, I like leaned over to your dresser and mm-hmm. held on oh, to the I handles. Couldn't resist. I'm like, give me a dresser when yeah. I'm in labor and I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was doing that through contractions and tried a couple different positions. Mostly wanted to be like on my knees like leaning over the side of the tub holding on to Mm -hmm. the um dresser and then i tried at one point you didn't have a great grip on that dresser ever weird weird handles too so yeah and i just i saw you trying and i was like "Mm." but i well then i tried to flip over and like lean back and i hated that you did it's true yeah like videos of humans like Oh, they're like leaning back in a tub and they're like pulling their own baby out, whatever. It's like peaceful. This is not me. No. There's nothing peaceful about me giving birth. It's not a peaceful experience. I no. it's I scream through every contraction. Mm-hmm. Scream. Oh. Or like my throat is hoarse for days after. Yeah, what it, it, it's it's a pretty primal thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I it's said, a different, yeah, it's like a unique scream. Yeah. I said afterward to reach an aircraft, it's like, I don't understand people who, like, aren't loud during birth. And they were both like, yeah, we didn't make a lot of noise. I'm like, how? How does that happen? Like, I'm so not in control of this. It just comes out. Um, hi, beans. Uh, yeah, so I, like, whatever. That wasn't comfortable. And... So I'm in the water this whole time, and every time the midwives were trying to get, like, a heart tone, like, popping that Doppler down to try and listen to her heart, every time a contraction would start, and they had the, I didn't want to be touched at all, even outside of having contractions. I wanted somebody to delicately lay cold washcloths on the back of my neck and my head mm-hmm. without putting any pressure on my body, and then get out of there. Mm-hmm. That was the phrase of the <laughs> phrase of the afternoon. <laughs> Every time they put that Doppler down to try and check her heart, nope, in the, nope, in, nope, nope, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> it just comes out of my mouth. It is so I don't like being touched when I'm, which is so funny because I love being touched when I'm not in labor. Uh, but yeah, so she, I, I just kept yelling at everybody to not touch me. Mm. And I also was like, in my head, was like, is there a point at which they're like, we have to check her heart and we have to figure this out. But I could feel her moving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've got this, you know, and they really like trusted me and let me do my thing. You can, you, uh, as with all the primal screaming and the popping and things you i never felt like well one we'd had sages sure. experience but also like the midwives are there and it's almost like they just can't even hear it because they're just like on their laptop <laughs> making notes 
talk like conversing with each other and you look at them and you're like because you're like fully screaming five feet away and they're just like (laughs) sitting there just like calm (laughs) and yes you're like oh well this must be just how it goes yeah they're not nothing to worry about yeah yeah. Uh. <laughs> I also like in between contractions, I never looked up. I feel like my head was just like buried in the side of that pool. But I was still very sarcastic, which is I'm I'm a pretty sarcastic human. You can't take it's just so in there. <laughs> Such a part of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at one point I said like, "Oh, I want to tap out." And uh, the midwife was like, she wants what? Like what? And Eric was like, oh, she's asking for somebody else to please give birth now. She would like to mm-hmm. be done. <laughs> but I think it was either right before then or right after then where you had like your, you were pushing and we could start to tell and you had like a change in your uh-huh. in screen and I like yeah. caught Rach's eye. Mm-hmm. And because because that's what you're doing for Sage's birth when mm-hmm. she arrived and asked if you were pushing, asked me. And you said, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. And it turns out you were. And so then when I heard it this time, I looked at her and I was like, oh, she was pushing. That's, <laughs> that's the sound. Yeah. And she, she Is was pushing like, yes. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I then at one point said, like, how much longer? And that was when I was on my back still before I'd flipped back over to my hands and knees. And when I said how much longer and Emmy said that I was like making good progress, obviously they can't see anything. Like I'm not letting anyone near me. Yeah. And so they're going based off of the sounds I'm making. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you're making great progress and like bearing down, but they're, it's not like imminent like there isn't a head yet and I think my like Enneagram three self my like achiever self was like well then let's go (laughs) and so I flipped over into hands and knees and like was holding I held your hands this time yeah which shocked me when you grabbed my hand (laughs) and for a second I was like oh no does she think that she's grabbing a dresser and (laughs) accidentally grabbed my hand but then I just didn't question. I just went with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the right move. And I, that's when my pushing shifted where I was like, okay, game on, let's go. And yeah. I pushed in like the way of like, I'm getting this baby out. Mm-hmm. And her head came out. Yeah. And I knew that because you said after Sage's, when you had a push that you were like, oh, that's what it feels like. I knew. That when you felt the urge to push, that you were just gonna go it's your nature. You're like, I'm gonna take the information I learned and apply it <laughs> to the next time I do it. And yeah, so yeah, you probably had like two, two or three pushes at that point, and every one like got a little bit more intense. And yeah, like I was like, I think, I think she's not gonna be pushing. Yeah, I think that it was long. like two of those pushes, and her head came out. Uh huh. Yeah. And then. From the time her head comes out until the time her whole body's born is two minutes and 18 seconds, I think was what they told us. And I only know that because these are the craziest two minutes of eight and 18 seconds maybe of my life. It was, yeah, it ranked for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so her head's out and I 
I don't remember exactly how this transpired, but some the midwife said, I don't know if her head wasn't turning or something, but the midwife said, I think it's time to get out of the pool. Uh, and I said no. Her, her head was out, and they said if if she doesn't come out on the next That was the second thing. First, they uh, said, I think it's time to get okay. out of the pool, and I said no. I'm getting ahead. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but I don't know what led to them saying that. Uh-huh. But then I just said no in true Alyssa fashion, where I'm like, no. And <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I, I want to be right here. <laughs> uh, and then she said, okay, if she doesn't come out in the next contraction, then we got to get out of the pool. Uh-huh. And the next contraction happened, and I, it was just like so primal for me, but like I felt that she wasn't moving the way that she should move. Because with Sagey, it was, a it was huge like, push it was a huge push, and she didn't shift. Yeah, yeah. And with Seiji, it was like once his head came out, then I had one more push and got the rest of him uh-huh. out. And here, I just felt her like not shift mm-hmm. in the way that she needed to shift. And so I said, I need help. Yeah. And they said, okay, get out of the pool. And they, it also Them so primal. get out of the pool to you getting out of the pool was... Half a second. Yeah. It was <laughs> I like, like they said it and... Then I think you even said, how am I going to do this? And then you just stood up. Like, there was a leg coming over the side <laughs> towards me. Yeah, a head hanging out of me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got down. There's a tarp underneath the pool. And I got Which down. looked like such a small tarp when, <laughs> when I'm trying to get flying out of there. <laughs> and uh, they, I just said, like, what do I do? And they put my body into the position they, it was in running start position. So, like, one leg was up, mm-hmm. the other knee is down. Like, if I'm going to, if I'm down on, like, blocks, I'm going to start a race. Running start position. You're just taking a knee. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And whatever. I think it's called running start Whatever position. position. Anyway. Yeah. I'm down there. And then on that next contraction. So, they, you're, well, hang on. Yeah. You're down there. Yeah. There's just like dripping water and Correct. fluids everywhere, <laughs> and there's a face yeah. sticking out, yeah, a full face, looking at you. And I was right, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, I kind of had, I was right there, yeah, and and yeah, so her face is there, and I see Emmy's like getting your leg up, and yeah, it that was like that's where it got super intense because you're like screaming. Pretty well, much I'm nonstop screaming. because you were, weren't waiting for pushes at that point. And it just like I had this urge. The urge to push didn't go away. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. it was staying, but she wasn't moving. Yeah. And I didn't feel scared. It just was like I have this urge to push, and it's not, and she's not moving. And so Emmy went in, and well, she. I heard somebody say something about like hand or or shoulder, like being stuck. And at that point. Um, I think Emmy said, like, I heard the word shoulder. I heard the words, like, gonna help. And then you're just screaming. And then I, I just saw, I mean, at that point, I kind of realized, like, oh, she's gonna, like, have to get in there. Get in there and, yeah. and help coax. And then as she started doing that, I could kind of see the hand up there. And I was like, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Once Which matched that comes all out, of her ultrasounds, where yeah. her hand was right up yeah. by her face, like, nuzzled right in there. And. 
I'm sure I don't have recollection of Emmy saying like I gotta go in and pull her shoulder, but I she. Been, I mean, I, don't, I, I just kind of knew that. Was I fully about to believe happen. she did say yeah. it because she <laughs> everything she did was so consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, where she would let me know like you're gonna feel my touch here, you're gonna whatever. Oh yeah, yeah it was a wild is bringing, time. Is this bringing, <laughs> bringing back some memes? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was screaming, no, stop, get away, just instinctually, but also was like, oh, no, keep going. Like, yeah. I need I, I need you to get her out. Like, she was stuck. So she had shoulder dystocia. She was stuck. Her arm, her hand was up, like, next to her shoulder. Emmy went in and tried to swipe her shoulder out and help her, like, get out from under my pubic bone. And her hand moved, like, her arm moved, but her shoulder didn't. So then she had to go in again uh, and got her shoulder out. And then when she got her shoulder out, she just came out. I remember seeing it slip out, and I was like, oh, here she comes. Yeah. And then... Sure enough. Well, bow. And then a huge gush of fluid behind her. Yeah. And they just kept saying, like, wow, you have so much fluid. And so she came out, and we're on the tarp. And I'm just, like, I needed, like, a minute to catch my breath. Yeah. I was like, I was like, whew. And I snuggled her up, and it's maybe 20 seconds before she cries. Not long at all. She didn't Somebody said you can talk to her, and you said hi. And as soon as she said hi, she started crying. Yeah. Which was very cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And my dad had taken a video of that. Like, once she was already out, my dad got a video of me, like, holding her the me saying hi her first cry mm-hmm. and then scans the room and you just see like erica my mom in the corner sobbing <laughs> i didn't notice that at rachel all. looked yeah. phased like i mean it was such a wild end lynn this time of year parenting can be such a fluster clucks you've come to the right place I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. 
Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. It was wild, yeah. And then it was like fun. And I said, what time is it? (laughs) And my dad said, it's 4.30. And I think she was marked down at 4.35 arrival time, but... The Chiefs game was on at 4.30, and I said, I hope, earlier that morning, I was like, I hope she's here and we can just snuggle up and watch the Chiefs game. And so my dad said 4.30, and I was like, oh my gosh, she knew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can watch some football this afternoon. We did 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 not. No, we didn't. Um, Not because anything else happened. It was pretty... Just have the choice to watch football. But just have the choice. Yeah, want it to be done. Wanted to get game updates. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, then we we sat down on the tarp and I just like leaned back into you and held her. Mm -hmm. And at that point, someone said, wow, she's so big. And I had no, like, I couldn't remember how babies, Seiji was eight, six or eight, seven. Mm -hmm. And so also not like a teeny tiny little babe, but not giant Mm -hmm. and then we moved up to the bed and we got to have an hour of like oh we I think got the placenta out up and on the bed yeah we did that up on the bed and then we got to have an hour of just hanging me you and her Mm -hmm. um and chilling before anything else was really done and then they did you know assessed me assessed her she pooped all over my stomach yeah um and then we weighed her, and she was nine pounds. Twelve ounces. Twelve ounces? Ten ounces? Nine, twelve. Nine, twelve. Yeah. <clears throat> Whew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 21 and a half inches long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and doing great. She, like, cried until I changed. I had worn a, like, nursing bra throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing that got wet and then yep. it was cold, mm-hmm. which I didn't even think, like, oh, she's laying on a cold piece of clothing right now. Mm-hmm. Once I changed that and she was warm, she was like, all right. Cozy right up. Yep. Loves, and still this day, loves to be cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah, it was, like, it was... Three and a half hours start to finish. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was definitely... I mean, for that two-minute stretch, mm-hmm. wilder than Sage's, but having something to compare it to, like, most of it felt way more chill. Like, it almost, only an it hour almost was of, like, too, It almost was, like, too, um, you're like, wow, this is just going too according to schedule. Like, so I don't very really mean. never... <laughs> You know, you never yeah. can plan on those things. So, Emmy was yeah. like, we don't usually have planned, like, inductions for home births, but I feel like that's what this was. About as close as you can get, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was, um, that was, to me, like, leading up to it, was kind of the, obviously, with Sage, we didn't have another kid to think about, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was, like, a piece, just knowing him, too, and, like, how he really wouldn't want to... Does not like loud noises. That. Yeah, didn't know. Or like, unpredictability. Didn't know if you would go right into, like, if you would skip early labor again and, like, sure. it would get real, really quick. Um, 
So, like, that was a huge peace of mind to just be, like, able to have him having a good time somewhere else. And, like, it helped, it definitely helped be more, like, helped us both, I think, be more present to, like, totally just the whole. Do you want a nurse? Uh, yeah, totally. And the midwives were there for about four hours and then they left. They were there for six or seven. No, they left at like 8.30. Oh, they went downstairs and they like ate food and then they checked back in on us and stuff. But they like... All yeah, I, I only know that because I went down and was talking to them about how long they were usually at a home birth. And they said about eight. And I said, and they said, oh yeah, so this will be like six or seven. Oh yeah, total. But I mean four hours after she was born. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um... Yeah, there's, like, a lot of stuff to do after the baby's born for the midwives. Well, they also, like, clean up. They break down the tub. They A lot of stuff. The sheets are changed on the bit. All that sort of jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all the documentation and assessment of her, assessment of me. I had hemorrhaged with Sage, and with her, I didn't lose a lot of blood. Um, and actually barely tore which was shocking. I thought it was going to be way worse because Me they too. had to go in and pull out her shoulder. Yeah. But uh, I think being in the pool was helpful. I think it just made everything stretchy. Yeah. 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 I'm so grateful. For so sure. Grateful. Man, if we hadn't had the pool. Yeah. That would have been gnarly. Really yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Any thoughts or feelings afterward? Yeah, you know, just uh, you're always so happy when, like, the baby is healthy and everything. Like, you know, she gets out of there and and when you're doing well and she's doing well, you just, I mean, that's all you really, that's all I really care about. Um, yeah. And so the, to, like, then have that is really nice. And, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've, I've only, we've only had two home births, so I, Really liked our first experience. I really liked this one too. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, would would keep doing it um, if like it was low risk and sure. Um, and if I wanted to have more kids, yeah, no, hypothetically speaking, if <laughs> I did say in labor with both of them with Sage, I was like, this can be an only child, and then with her, I was like, we're done it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, you know, just really nice to be in your space the, yeah. the whole time and then just right after just like get right into your bed and totally and be there and be comfortable and not have to be thinking about additional logistics on that end and yeah no I mean like we did have a lot of people there but they were all there were all the people that you wanted to have there and and I wouldn't change it at all no I wouldn't either yeah yeah um and then she, she was doing well. She had jaundice like Seiji did. Yep. And Which I think we both ex- fully expected. Yeah. And I think felt more prepared to just like uh-huh. be like, yeah, we're going to nurse. And as long as she's not lethargic and showing other symptoms, we had a great being yellow, we're stretch. just going to chill. We had a great stretch of like three sunny days mm-hmm. in December after that, which is rare for here. <laughs> But we were just like, yeah, chilling by the window, yeah. in the sun. 
It also worked out great because that Monday, the next day, was a snow day for Sagey's school because it's a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And so he came back with Nana at like nine. Yeah. And just like came in and met Mila and we had um, a like welcome gift for him from her. Yeah. Oh, hi. Are you trying to get cozy? Are you going to go back to sleep? Or you want to nurse some more? Uh, and it was a little doctor kit, like a first aid kit, which he's been obsessed with for a little while now, is like being a doctor and doing doctor kit stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was jazzed, and he went right to work doing her first checkup. And she has had Band-Aids on her clothes ever since. Yep. <laughs> he does a checkup on her every, every day. single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'll do one later today when he gets home from school. Correct. Yep. Um, yeah. And Rach and Erica were here those first couple of days, which is so helpful for me. They do a lot of, like, me care. Totally. Um, helped me take my first shower and, um, yeah, just, like, make sure I'm taken care of. And Sagey also loves them. And so they were able to, like, step in and help with him and play with him. But he was home that first day, the Monday, and then he had school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that week, which was perfect for him because he had, like, school. Oh. He had school to go to that was regulating where he could, like, be in routine and have his, like, normal school environment when home felt not the same yeah when he was in transition we have found still like school days are really regulating for him yeah um which made the winter break where he was home for 12 straight days really challenging when she was like two yeah Uh, yeah that was long yeah because everything was already like in transition at home and then we're like, and you're home for 12 days. And, and it's, it's cold outside, but yeah, there's we no can't snow, get out. so it's yeah. just cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, all in all, man, three and a half hours from first contraction to baby in arms. Yeah. I've had some people ask me, like, how do you feel about that, about it being so fast that that for a lot of people can be jarring? And I love it. I want to be in labor for the least amount of time possible. (laughs) Um, I think especially knowing, like, I was taking the castor oil. I was, like, in the headspace of, like, ready to go into labor, like, anticipating it. So it didn't, not like, oh, it caught me off guard and then the baby was just here. Like, we had a plan in place. He was over at Nana's Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my body loves castor oil. Mm Mm-hmm. Or yeah. maybe my babies hate it, so they just leave. And Whatever. You were, you were just so done being pregnant that you were like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you did joke about hanging Pat Mahomes. Like, I, so I watched the quarterback like Netflix series and fell in love with Pat Mahomes from mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And um, you were like, I can hang out pictures with his face with like, him yelling like let's go let's go yeah <laughs> i still think that would have been a i didn't idea. look up at all but yeah. i think i like what i like what you're doing that was the energy i was bringing to the birth i sensed that yeah yeah mm-hmm. good call uh yeah and now we have mila mila francis campbell mm-hmm. francis is zach's mom's name and 
Um, I really liked the name Camila, but Camila Campbell felt like too much alliteration for me. We went with Mila. We had a couple other names in the arsenal. Mm-hmm. And when I was in transition with her, like Mila was just like the name in. Oh, nice. I hope the mic picked that up. Oh, it for sure did. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there's more Mila. You got it, girl. Um, <laughs> you're so cute. Um, yeah, Mila was just like in my brain yeah. while I was in labor. And so yeah. we ran with it. And it's perfect. You're the perfect little addition to our family. She is. Yeah, we love you. And Sage, he loves you. He's been very sweet with you. And you've been very patient with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the story. That's the story of you coming into this world, sis. Yeah, I look forward to hearing people's, like, questions and if you have curiosities about our birth, but also just, like, home birth or anything like that. Um, I will say, like, I don't think I'm the crunchiest human on the planet. For Vermont, I'm very much not. Uh, And so I think, like... I don't necessarily fit the bill of like a lot of home birth like vibes. I think sometimes it's way crunchier than I. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the castor oil. You know, like that's not everyone's approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am happy to answer questions if you want to. Um, we'll put up a post on Instagram. Uh, you can pop on over and ask questions, all that jazz. Shoot me a DM if you'd rather do it that way and. Happy to chat. Thanks for coming Earthside, Mila Bean. Thanks for being so speedy. Yeah, we love ya. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the transcript at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community over on Instagram hanging out every day with more free content? Come join us at seed.and.so, S-E-W. Take a screenshot of you tuning in, share it on the gram, and tag seed.and.so to let me know your key takeaway. If you're digging this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We love collaborating with you to raise emotionally intelligent humans. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.